Hello, hello, and welcome. Stop talking children, it's time. It's time to start. <laughs> welcome <busted>. to a reason. <laughs> Caught in the act. Yeah. Welcome to a reason for hope. We are with you live for the next hour to receive your questions on the Bible on our multiple online platforms and delve into the word to find the answers to that. That's what we're all about, the reason for hope. So if you have a question on the Bible, uh, maybe a specific verse or passage of scripture, that you'd like to delve into more, something that maybe is confusing you, or maybe something you're going through in your life, you'd like a biblical biblical perspective on that. <laughs> it's easy for you to say. Uh, we're all about that too. Maybe world events, even prophetic things, really anything, that, as long as you know that we're going to delve into the Bible, and it's an honest uh, question. So we're very glad you're joining us today. My name's Dave Robson. I will be hosting and fielding those questions as they come on in live with us today. Pastor Bo Willette, he's the assistant pastor here at Calvary Christian Fellowship. How are you doing? Good, man. Yeah, me and Scott have been doing this for quite a while. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Over 20 years now. More episodes than... Like 30 years. You can shake a stick really? at. Yeah, oh, 30 years, wow. I think. Wow. I think it's been about Since 30. 9-11. Yeah. No, yeah. no, we've been... Oh, the church. The church. Yeah, yeah. The church. Yeah. We've yeah. been doing this program since 9-11. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the church, yeah, 94. 94. Oh, was it really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you started in a hotel, right? And very quickly mm -hmm. it outgrew and you moved here and we've been taking over more and more space slowly, and buildings. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Creeping cool. in. It's very cool. Yeah, well, Scott Richards, he's the senior pastor here at Calvary Christian Fellowship. How are you doing? Fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's been an awesome day. Lots of great ministry going on and it just keeps rolling uh, right here and looking forward to tonight uh, diving uh, more into uh, the book of Ezekiel, which is surprisingly a lot more practical and applicable than uh, perhaps you thought if you just thought it was about uh, space monkeys from the planet Stinky Pinky. So, there Stinky you go. Pinky. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, here at Cabin Christian Fellowship, we have a Wednesday night service. So, uh, about half an hour after this uh, broadcast concludes, we'll be going live on the same platforms. Or if you're in the Tucson, Arizona uh, area, you're welcome to come check us out, Calvary Christian Fellowship. We're right to uh, Prince and I-10 on the west side of the freeway there near the vehicle emissions place. We all know that, don't we? So, so yeah, this is very exciting. These are my two bosses, basically. I realize it here. My pastor and <laughs> well, assistant Well, we can pastor. be bossy sometimes. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if so you have anything... we are taking notes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if you have anything nice to say about me, now's the time to send those in, put them in bold, and make them very obvious for my career's sake. No. <laughs> but yeah, as I mentioned, uh, you can join us in multiple ways. If you're listening to us on the radio, you are listening to our last show pre-recorded. Um, so you'll want to use our email address, which I'll share with you in a moment. But other than that, we are live as can be on all the other platforms and so if you are maybe on your drive time listen to us on the radio maybe consider joining us on one of the other platforms so you can send your questions in that way as i mentioned a reason for hope we're live with you monday through friday 5 to 6 p.m mountain standard time and of course through the wonders of the internet you can join us anywhere all around the world and we know we have people that do which is very exciting to be joining you let us know where you are where you're listening from and where you're from and again, send us your questions in. You can go to our website as well, Calvary Christian Fellowship of Tucson, uh, uh, calvarychristianfellowship.com, I should say. And there at the website, if you follow the Watch Live link, that will take you to our live page. When we're off air, you'll see a countdown to our next uh, The Reason for Hope show or our services. Like I mentioned, we have a Wednesday evening service and three Sunday morning services. Uh, so you'll see the schedule right there, the countdown to our next show. But when we're live, you'll see the video there and you can sign in and be part of the chat in the chat function. The direct link for that is ccftucson.online 
www.calvarychristianfellowship.church or just follow the link from calvarychristianfellowship.com. That's the easiest way to find that. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Tucson, or just search for Calvary Christian Fellowship of Tucson. I'm sure you're familiar with Facebook. You can like and share and uh, do please do that. Please share around to your friends. We'd love to get more people involved. That's a great way to join us through Facebook. Of course, the chat function there, send your questions in and I will be receiving those as we go along. We have an app as well for your mobile device, whether that's iPhone or Android or your iPad. If you search for Calvary Christian Fellowship of Tucson in your app store, you can download the app. You'll see that white Calvary Chapel logo dove on the red background. That's us. But also on Roku and Apple TV, if you have those devices, you can watch us on your big screen. I know my mum and dad sit down at their, on their Apple TV and they watch us there because they love to see my big face on there. <laughs> it's almost like having you at home. It's almost like having me. Oh, Do better, they ask you to take out the trash or anything when they <laughs> no, see you? <laughs> it's, it's better than having me home. They can switch me off and yeah, I don't have to do any chores. So I don't reason for hope. Uh, I've updated the screenshot now so you'll see the accurate uh, profile picture. Uh, if you search for Reason for Hope or youtube.com at Reason for Hope 546, that's where you'll find us there. The channel is called A Reason for Hope. That's a great place to see archives as well. You'll see archives of our previous shows and services. So if you missed one or want to revisit a question, that's a great great way to find those videos. There's a lot of Sean right there and one of Bo. Look at that. Look at that. All history. Okay. It's beautiful. You can follow <laughs> uh, Pastor Scott on Twitter as well if you're a Twitter person. Scott R4H, that's his handle, where he posts highlights from the show and uh, Bible commentary on, on uh, commentary on world events. And funny things and serious things and things for like out, out for in the world <laughs> coming down the pike and all Cats kinds of things. And dogs. So, if you were, if you were, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like goes chaos in the streets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> everything's posted there. Yeah, everything you can ever imagine. It's just the contents of his brain just poured out on Twitter. <laughs> Go and enjoy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, Just ask Pam about that. Yes. Last but not (laughs) least. She has to live with that. (laughs) But you can get on it too. You can get on Twitter. (laughs) You can get the the cliff notes. Oh, my goodness. It's one of those. It's midweek. It's one of those days. uh, Last but not least, our email address is questionsforhope at gmail.com. Questionsforhope spelled out gmail.com. Once again, if you're listening on the radio, you are just a day behind listening to a pre-recorded version. But send your questions in on that email address, and we'll get to those on our next uh, show. Well, with all that being said, Bo, would you like to pray for us? Yeah, We'd love to pray yeah, before. Pray. <laughs> Go ahead, pray. Intro. <laughs> we better pray now. <laughs> yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to share your word. And we ask for the filling of your Holy Spirit. Uh, we pray that uh, our focus would be on your glory and your name, your fame, your goodness. And uh, may the fruits of the Holy Spirit just shine as uh, we share. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you that we get to have this platform, and what a blessing it is. In Jesus' name, mm-hmm. amen. 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 Well, Pastor Scott, you often have a bit of a prophecy update or update yeah. on things going on in the world. Is there anything you want to share with us today? Yeah, well, uh, I guess uh, from the sublime side of things, we were <laughs> keeping you up to date on what was happening in Israel, um, a uh, significant drone strike Mm. happening, uh, according to a number of sources, including the Wall Street Journal. Uh, This drone strike was orchestrated uh, by the Mossad in cooperation, direct cooperation with our own Central Intelligence Agency. I think it's uh, very interesting that uh, uh, immediately prior to uh, this drone strike taking place, our own director of the CIA 
uh, met in Jerusalem with the highest levels of the Israeli government. So definitely they were all in on that. People ask the question, well, why did they uh, attack in this uh, one particular region? Uh, well, a good portion of Iran's uh, nuclear uh, research has been moved uh, from places like Natanz into this more centralized place in Iran, which makes it harder to hit. Uh, Israel demonstrated that that wasn't going to be a problem with them. Also concurrent with this, we told you that uh, the United States and Israel had been conducting joint military exercises, uh, including uh, and especially emphasizing the idea of using U.S. aircraft to refuel Israeli planes so that they could have the wherewithal to be able to strike deep into, say, central Iran uh, in this, this uh, particular uh, place that was hit the other night. Iran's government, as is their want, said that the attack was a total failure. It only slightly damaged a roof. Uh, but then there were pictures that were sent out over the Internet uh, showing large <laughs> uh, fireballs going up uh, in the region. Uh, there was a, a report earlier today that the attack was more than successful as far mm. as Israel's uh, evaluation uh, was concerned. Iran definitely got a bloody nose. Another interesting development happening is that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, openly stated that one of the military goals of Israel and uh, their military strikes, particularly in Syria, is cutting off Iran from resupplying Russian troops in the Ukraine conflict. Hmm. Now, we tell you how significant all that is because uh, we do know from Ezekiel 38 and 39 that Russia and Iran, along with the coalition of other nations involving modern Turkey and and again, uh, Libya and some of the other uh, nations uh, in Africa are going to get together and invade Israel someday. So uh, very interesting development along that line. Certainly, it does appear that Israel's studied neutrality as far as the Russian-Ukraine conflict uh, is kind of going by the wayside, perhaps uh, because of pressure from the United States. We also told you the United States emptied a uh, military uh, depot of ammunition and supplies and parts that was put there specifically so that Israel would have the resources necessary to be able to defend itself in the advent of a massive invasion like the Yom Kippur War or the 67 War that took place. Well, the United States cleared all that out and gave all the uh, resources to Ukraine. It does appear the United States and uh, the Netanyahu government are uh, working hand-in-hand -hand to support Ukraine in their battle uh, against uh, the Russians. Uh, it does appear that their cards are going on that side of the table, which will further alienate uh, the Russian people, which is in complete harmony with what we see in Ezekiel 38. Uh, Russia and Israel had kind of had this approach avoidance sort of relationship, I guess. Uh, I think Chuck Swindoll talked about uh, certain people whose relationships are like two porcupines trying to keep hmm. warm in the middle of the night. You draw hmm. close and kind of prick each other, and then you back off. That's been the way that uh, Israel and Russia have related to each other, at least uh, since uh, the Yom Kippur War, which was uh, pretty much overseen and, uh, and financed and, and in some cases actually manned by the Russians against Israel. So uh, it does appear that that time of detente, that time of neutrality, is coming to an end. Another interesting development, uh, and this is just in summary, uh, Iran and Russia both have one thing in common. They are both under sanctions from Western uh, powers, uh, banking sanctions, financial sanctions. And so they announced today they were going to interlock 
uh, their own economic systems, their banking systems together to be able to have seamless trade and uh, financial cooperation with one another. Mm. In other words, it does appear that what's gone on here has driven Iran and Russia into each other's arms. Yeah. And, and you know, people just sort of think that, well, of course, you know, they, they, but you have to realize what a modern development this is. Uh, prior to the fall of the Shah of, Shah of Iran, Russia and Iran were bitter enemies. Uh, they had no relations whatsoever, diplomatic, military, um, giving each other the time of day. Uh, after the fall of uh, the, uh, the uh, Shah of Iran, who was pro-West, uh, that all changed. And, uh, you know, the old enemy of my enemy is my friend thing kind of kicked in. The Mad Mullahs saw the Russians as someone that could be useful to them. Uh, we do believe that they uh, did some arm twisting through uh, their, uh, their client goons, the Chechen rebels, who did incredible damage. Uh, in Russia and terrorist attacks, uh, Iran calling them off, in a sense, keeping them on a chain, and uh, Russia rewarding Iran uh, with, among other things, building a uh, full-blown nuclear reactor for them uh, as, uh, as a way of saying, uh, thanks for calling off the dogs. Uh, Vladimir Putin, after the Beslan massacre, where 800 school children were massacred by Chechen rebels, was on the edge of being thrown out by his own people. Uh, and if uh, there had been another further attack along those lines, it's very, very likely that Putin wouldn't have survived it politically. So, you know, you see uh, in Ezekiel how uh, the leader of the, the Russian nation is drawn with hooks in his jaws. It's yeah, like he dragged. doesn't want to be involved with all this, but he doesn't have any choice. Right. And so we're seeing a lot of these pieces of the puzzle coming together. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, huh? Yeah. How where your enemies become kind of your best buddies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> welcome, welcome to geopolitics. The other yeah. thing I wanted to share with you all, uh, which I I felt was fascinating, you know, I always go to the Jerusalem Post and uh, see what's going on there, you know, in, as far as uh, what's happening in Israel and, uh, and so on. Uh, great uh, article uh, in the Jerusalem Post today uh, with this uh, particular headline, Aliens will take over all governments in May of 2023, says a TikTok time traveler. Say that five <laughs> times fast. Uh, apparently, a guy on TikTok, Ari Yormani, uh, claims to be a modern-day Nostradamus. He's made bold and outlandish predictions about the future, and an alien invasion may be one of the tamer ones, among other things. This time traveler in, uh, in question uh, has uh, predicted is that an 1,800-foot wall of water is going to destroy the San Francisco Bay Area uh, in uh, June or July of this year. And this is how you will know, he says, that mm. he is, in fact, a time traveler. He's also offering six lucky followers on TikTok the opportunity to go into the future with him, <laughs> if you want to get in on that. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you look at this ridiculous stuff, um, you know, alien invasion, we're going to get into war with a, an alien race, uh, there's going to be a full-fledged uh, human colony on Mars by 2025. Better get going on that uh, if that's going to happen. Uh, all of these uh, these predictions uh, that uh, that he makes uh, are uh, fascinating. But what's really fascinating to me is the fact that this guy has 1.2 million people mm. following him on TikTok. Uh, and uh, if you're thinking about checking him out on TikTok, let me give you this disclaimer. It's been proven that TikTok is spyware that the uh, uh, Chinese communists use to get into all kinds of your goodies. So if you go online, 
Don't say I didn't warn you, mm. okay? But uh, but this uh, this fellow, you can just read about him in the Jerusalem Post if you're interested. But uh, one thing uh, about uh, people like this who claim to be able to predict the future and so on is that, uh, you know, it's not a new phenomenon. Uh, in fact, the Bible tells us there's going to be people that will come along, sometimes even under the auspices of the body of Christ, mm. who tell people that uh, they've uh, been given a word from the Lord. I remember uh, during the 1984 Olympics, in Los Angeles, when I was working as a security guard there, there was a couple that got all kinds of traction in airtime on uh, local Christian radio there by predicting there was going to be a massive earthquake in L.A. during the middle of the Olympics and that believers needed to stockpile food and be able to be a witness for Christ by meeting people's needs because it's going to be the big one, so to speak. Well, the earthquake uh, never happened. The Olympics came and went. Uh, the couple sheepishly came back on, I think it was KBRT radio, and they said, and this is what they always say, by the way, you can maybe predict this. Here, here's a prediction for you. They said, well, so many of God's people prayed that God had mercy and didn't bring the earthquake. Oh, well. There it is, man. Cool. So uh, when the 1,800-foot wall of water doesn't materialize and yeah. wipe out San Francisco, I don't know how this guy's going to be able to say that since he says he's from the future and he's already seen it. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's just fascinating to me how these sort of things drive. why do you think people are so fascinated with this stuff you got me man <laughs> you got me you know i mean uh i mean we have a lot of drugs out in the world <laughs> so it, it's like uh i i don't know i mean i remember growing up of course and i was that southern california guy who you know um certainly um you know just it was not rooted in any kind of solid foundation just very spiraling spiraling all over the place and um you know a lot of times you know you unfortunately get matched up with some really weird things and uh you know i remember when i was a part of a big underground movement in la in the late 80s um you know it, it was now by underground under, underground you clubs mean, yeah, like underground yeah. clubs music uh, raves, very, raves, that, sort of thing. that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But that that all had like a kind of a god, goddess, gods feel. You know, it was very much spiritual, spiritual. Mm -hmm. You know, in nature, in a lot of ways. And you know, for a lot of us younger, you know, kids out there, you know, you're 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 delving into drugs. You're trying different things, and and you know, there's a lot of young people right now that are, I mean, on massive amounts of marijuana. Um, and it's potent stuff. And it's potent stuff. It, it, ain't, it ain't your grandpa's... Hashish. Uh, uh, <laughs> Grand Funk Railroad marijuana. Right. You know, you know it's a, there's a lot of heavy-duty stuff out there. So I just, you know, I think people, you know, especially young people, you know, I think if there's anything really for us as the church to know is that there's two million people that are looking for something and uh, right. interested. Right. And, you know, and we should kind of take note of that and go like, hey, you know, there's some outreaching that we can definitely do. Yeah. You know, when I, I see things like this on TikTok and how fascinated people are by it, uh, you know, it does remind me that biblical prophecy is not a sidelight. Uh, one out of three verses in your Bible are devoted to predictive prophecy in Scripture. And this is really how God lays down the gauntlet and says, this is how you can know this is my word, because yeah. I say things before they happen, and they come to pass. Mm. Uh, you know, In fact, God even laid out the test for a true prophet and a false prophet in Deuteronomy 18, and they said, how will we know the word 
which the Lord hasn't spoken. Great question, right? Said, if some prophet or dreamer of dreams gives you a prophecy and it doesn't come to pass, uh, it's not from the Lord. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not hear him. And boy, if we just remember that, we can keep ourselves, I think, out of a peck of spiritual trouble. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, you know, there are so many people that I know that seemingly good, sincere people who are deeply involved uh, with Mormonism. And they believe that Joseph Smith was a prophet of God, if you ask them. But, you know, when I asked them, okay, well, what about Doctrines and Covenants uh, 88 and 89? And uh, they'll, I asked some missionaries, and they go, what do you mean? I said, well, there, Joseph Smith predicted that the Civil War would begin in South Carolina. They said, oh, yes, yes, that was a great prophecy of God. I said, but did you read the rest of it? He said, all the nations of the world, including specifically Great Britain, would get involved in the Civil War and that the Indians would end up winning it. I remember sharing that with a couple of Mormon missionaries, and uh, the more experienced missionaries said, and I imagine this is their canned response they were trained to give, they said, well, the Civil War isn't over yet. And the less experienced missionary looked at him and said, we don't believe that, do we? <laughs> so, you know, once again, every prediction that a prophet makes yeah, has, has to, to come, come to pass, pass. Yeah. or you don't listen to them. And, and that's where the message of the Bible is just so... A unique and so powerful. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to get in contact with someone who's not limited by time, don't go on TikTok. Um, you know, the true and living God has spoken to us through His Word. And I think that's such an important thing for us to be able to share with people these days. Yeah. I went, and you know, certainly when I was younger, when I was really, you know, seeking the Lord um, or seeking God, and really with a, 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 a if you will, a, a more honest heart. You know, not just you know, the drug-induced kind of idea right. here. Right. But, you know, the Bible became intriguing. You know, what is it about the Bible? And then in, upon reading the Bible, I came to go, wow, this is really talking about people, places, um, languages, um, cities. Um, and it wasn't like, I thought it was going to be way more fairy taleish than it than it is, because it's actually talking about history, a whole people group right. in history. And this is, I think, it comes back to like what we're talking about with predicted prophecy and how, you know, our foundation is so sure. It's so rooted in uh, the historical work of God, you know, or should I say God's work in history. Um, and, uh, you know, it, that, that, you know, people, um, I think sometimes we just got to tell people, hey, have you read the Bible? Have you looked into the Bible? Right. You know, have you... You know, I don't know what you're reading, but have you looked at it? Because just me reading it at 17, I was like, this is a lot different than yeah. the the guru book that I just got done. Yeah. You know, this thing's really powerful. And it, it reminds me of something I received from uh, Mark Kelly, Senator Mark Kelly's office this week. I get his updates, and he just got back from Israel, you know? And, you know, he talked about how um, there's two really main things that they went over to Israel to really look at. And that was the um, trying to, for the U.S. to partner with Israel more economically to try to, um, if you will, um, um, that's how they would deal with China's influence in the region, is through a more stronger economic um, tie with Israel and to build that up. And for us that are into the Bible, we kind of go, whoa, that's interesting because China really wants to have a, 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 an influence in yeah. this region. Yeah. 
And for us that are into the Bible, we go, well, the Bible talks about or makes references to people from the East. Yeah. Quite a bit the of kings them. of the East. Yeah. yeah. Kings of the East. Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, how's that going to play out? But we see China is a major player now in this region and really wants to get an anchor down in this area. Yeah. And then Mark Keller, Kelly also talked about, uh, you know, of course, Iran's issue, you know, the issue with Iran and building a strong defense for Israel, um, you know, against uh, Iran. And so, you know, for for us that are, uh, you know, who have read the Bible, it's so beautiful because we can go, oh, my gosh, the Bible's so true. Yeah. It's just so yeah. true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that everything it talks about, we can read in the news and just go, wow, you know, we don't have to flip out. We don't have to be scared. We don't have to run around. We don't have to get on TikTok and try to find a way out. And that's what I think a lot of these people are doing. Yeah. They're trying to find a way out yeah. of this world. Yeah. You know, cause it's so chaotic and there's something deep in our hearts that we know all of us know. And that is there's something wrong. Yeah. Even when the uh, subject, and, and it's just interesting how many of these predictions are just woven through we talk about aliens and alien civilizations yeah. and discovering, say, a mirror solar system to the United. That's another one of these right. this guy predicted, right, right. Very and all of this. And and you know the fascination we have with science fiction and yeah. uh, and and uh, you know the life on other planets thing and all of this stuff. You know, it, it really I think is a cry out from the human heart that we need a Messiah. That's right. We need a deliverer. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, we'll settle for robot Amazons from the planet Stinky Pinky. Yeah. Uh, if they'll let us do whatever we want to do, uh, but uh, you know the Bible says there is planted inside the hearts of people a hunger and a thirst for God that only He can satisfy. That's right. You know, and so. You know, it's just when we see these things, we can't go, oh, my gosh, how in the world did this get going? Well, it's yeah. been going for a long time because human nature hasn't changed. Yeah, I love this quote from Blaise Pascal on that exact issue. It's so cool. It says, what is it then that this uh, avidity and this impotence cry out to us, except that there was formerly in man a real happiness in him? There remains only the total empty mark and trace of that happiness which he tries in vain to fill with everything that surrounds him, seeking from absent things the help he does not obtain from present ones, but finding all incapable of that help because that infinite abyss can be filled only by something infinite and immutable. That is only to say by God himself. Wow. And that's, that's I think, where people are at is, you know, I mean, it's the old song, man, looking for love you know, in all the wrong places, just yeah. crying out, yeah. desperate cries, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, to, to start going into, you know, TikTok and, you know, investing time in this, um, you know, but it just, it's like, it shows that the Bible's true. The Bible says that God has put eternity in the hearts of us. Yeah. You know, we're, we're looking for it. Yeah. And there's, there's true prophets and there's false prophets. Yeah. And if uh, you don't have any ethics, a lot of money to be made on religion, yep. yeah. you know, yep. especially to give hopeless people hope. Yeah. I mean, these days there's a new, you know, you can have a very lucrative career on social media. That's kind of a new thing. You can become a millionaire just by creating content yeah. and having followers. And oh yeah, I mean, my kids watch channels, you know, this, this kid uh, unspeakable who, you know, he's a great kid and he does these stunts and stuff. He has a mansion, doesn't know what to do with it. You know, there's no furniture or pictures because he's 23 years old and he's a millionaire from social media, you know, and 
And maybe you guys can explain this to me. Who's yeah. this Mr. Beast guy they keep talking about? I don't know. No. Um, you know? Who brought him? He's like a, Sean brought he's him like up. a, a YouTube uh, creator or something like that. And, and he's made so much money off of his YouTubes yeah. that he's inve- reinvested some of his money in like, uh, you know, helping people paying for uh, like cataract surgeries for people mm. and eye surgeries. And, uh, you know, he has pictures of him, you know, with these people that mm. were blind and now they see. And some people are saying, oh, Mr. Beast, he's doing miracles and, and all that. They thought yeah. he was the Antichrist. He's yeah. not. But, <laughs> but I thought maybe you guys would know. No, a bit no, no. Sean talked about him yesterday a bit yeah. too, but yeah. yeah. I think that's but happening quite a bit though. Yeah. Apparently he's, he's very wealthy mm-hmm. just by making YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah, yeah, and and we make YouTube videos, and we don't get any dough whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it kind That's of okay. it kind of begs a question too of that, of that, like how is the Antichrist, that system, the Antichrist, if you will, government, going to use all of this technology, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, you know, for the, its yeah. for its purposes, the network of well, it. Yeah. You know, well, deception. And, you know, yeah. there's been a lot of talk uh, about uh, these uh, AI programs. Yeah. That uh, mm-hmm. will, uh, you know, you ask these AI programs to uh, write something for you and uh, they'll write it. I saw a really interesting thing. They uh, showed examples of having AI praise music written, mm. you know, and so you program the computer and, you know, some snarky people were saying, well, you know, Chris Tomlin's out of work. You know, we've got AI to do all of this now. And, and you know the and but the the other interesting thing they were saying today is there's another group that has taken that a step further, and has used this to create a uh, a program that will completely duplicate uh, the voice patterns of uh, anybody you want to name and have them say anything you want to say, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know celebrities, mm-hmm. you know uh, they, they showed an example where some people were having celebrities. Uh, reading uh, Hitler's Mein Kampf uh, and things like this, Mm. you know. And so, you know, when you talk about the great deception coming on, what's real and what's not real, well, you know, it's another step in that direction. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Definitely a time to test all things, huh? Oh, absolutely. Be discerning, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, We have some questions if you want to get into it. Yeah, (laughs) Um, uh, K-Rocks is your name. We had a question. We... About Jesus and um, his temptation by Satan. We dealt with that in great depth yesterday. If you want to go to our YouTube channel and look for yesterday's archive, um, we went through. I know your question was a follow-up question, but if you want to go back to that archive on YouTube at A Reason for Hope and check that out, I think that will answer all your questions there. We had a great discussion. Let me know if um, you can't find that or need help, but that's probably the best thing to do there. But question from D, what is the mark of the beast and can we take the mark of the beast by accident? Well, the Bible question. The Bible does define what the mark of the beast is. Mm. Uh, it's found in uh, Revelation chapter 13. Uh, and we are told that when the Antichrist comes on the scene, uh, he is going to be preceded by a protege of his uh, called the false prophet. And we are told uh, that uh, he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs that he was granted to do in the sight of of the beast, telling them, those who dwell on the earth, to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, and that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Kind of little uh, tracking back to our AI stuff there. Yeah. Uh, says he calls all 
both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. So what we see prophesied here is that there is going to be a complete uh, welding together, not just of, say, government and corporatism that we're seeing right now, but government, corporatism, and religion. It's all going to be under one big umbrella, uh, and there's going to be an image made uh, in the likeness of the Antichrist, commemorating the fact that he received a mortal head wound with a sword, and was miraculously healed. All people are going to be compelled to worship the beast, and no one who uh, fails, and anyone who fails to worship uh, the image of the beast is going to be killed. Uh, and again, he causes all people, and there's no exceptions to this, to receive a mark on the right hand of the forehead. No one can buy or sell except one has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So, a couple of things we need to understand about this, D, so that we don't get freaked out because we get all kinds of people saying, oh, is this technological breakthrough, right. uh, you know, the mark of the beast? Uh, mm -hmm. People are wondering that about, you know, well, what if there are, you know, microchips in the vaccine and, uh, you know, in some of the yeah. more outlandish sites? And could you uh, be injected with the mark of the beast and not even know it? Well, uh, again, no one gets the mark of the beast in this scenario, D without making a conscious decision mm. to worship the beast, mm. to acknowledge that he, in fact, is God. And that ties into 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where we see that uh, the Antichrist will go to a rebuilt temple, take a seat in the Holy of Holies, proclaim himself God to be worshipped. Mm. Anyone who doesn't toe that party line is going to be killed. You know, the interesting thing is this. Uh, we are told in Revelation chapter 14 uh, that following this, three angels are going to be dispatched to tell people the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth during this time. And the third angel says, if anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he shall also drink of the, wrath, the wine of the wrath of God, mm. which is poured out full strength in the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. They have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Now notice what's linked together in this. Worshiping the beast and receiving the mark. You know, worship precedes the reception of the mark. Mm. You have to make a decision that you're going to acknowledge the Antichrist as your Lord and Savior, and then and only then can you receive the mark of the beast. Mm. So, you know, there's people who say, well, you know, uh, you know, is, is, is mRNA technology the mark of the beast? Is, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, is, is crypto coin going to be the mark of the beast? Yep. Uh, you know, is, is the one, you know, world banking system, the World Economic Federation, is that going to be? Well, all these things can, you know, grease the skids mm. towards the eventual implementation of this, but they are not that mm. because there is that boundary. No one will take the mark of the beast by accident. Yeah. You know, it, it's almost like saying, well, I didn't receive Jesus as my savior by accident, you know, or I rejected right. Jesus by accident. Yeah. Nobody rejects Jesus by accident. 
you make a conscious decision. You know, I don't believe that he died on the cross and rose from the grave. I don't yep. believe what he said. He isn't just like, oh, I just really didn't even know. I just didn't really even think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it is a conscious decision. And, you know, it's interesting. One of the things you discover about spiritual warfare and, and how it's um, kind of given to us with the, the gloves off mm -hmm. uh, in, in the end times is that Satan hasn't had an original thought in his entire career. Mm -hmm. Everything he does is uh, almost an attempt to imitate God. Right. Uh, and just as he knows that nobody gets into the kingdom by osmosis, you just don't uh, say, well, I was born in the United States, so I guess I'm a Christian. You have to make a, con a conscious decision to receive Christ. But to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. It's a conscious decision you've got to make. So it's a conscious decision Satan's looking for mm. to worship him. He's not going to settle for anything less. Yeah, yeah I, I love this question. Um, it's so neat. And I'm going to read um, Revelation 13, 17, and then I'm going to jump to chapter 14 too, just at the beginning, just to catch something. So people are forced. It says that they were, um, he also forced everyone small and great, but they have to make a conscious decision, no yeah. doubt about it. But in his government, if you're going to, if you're going to, in a sense, use that kind of coin, that kind of economic tool, you know, the world that he set up, you're going to, you're going to be forced to take this mark. Mm. Um, you know, but it's a decision that's made. Everybody yep. has a volitional decision to make, you know? Obviously, worship is going to play a big part in this, like mm -hmm. Scott said. Now, it says in verse 17, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast. Mm. So the mark is the name of the beast or the number of his name. So the mark is the name of the beast or the number of his name. Mm. Okay, and that then it says this calls for wisdom. If anyone has any insight... That's what the NIV renders. Let him calculate the number of the beast for it is a man's numbers, number 666. Yep. Now, immediately following, if we just kept reading chapter 14, then I looked and there before me was the lamb. Who's the lamb? Jesus. Jesus yeah. Standing on Mount Zion. Okay, so Jerusalem and uh, the, the holy mountain, the mm. temple mount. And with him, 144,000 who had his name, mm and his father's name mm. written on their foreheads. Mm. Okay, so when Scott says that Satan hasn't got a new idea, it's very true. Mm. All the way back in the book of Ezekiel, maybe Scott will talk more about this, but God already has, it, it, way back in the day, put his seal, his mark on his people. Yeah. This is something that God tends to do. Right. Um, we see this throughout, actually, the Bible, where mm. God has these special moments of sealing his people and mm. marking his people. Mm. But notice that in the book of Revelation with the 144,000, it is the name of the Lamb mm. and the Father's name that are on them. Mm. So there is a, a marking of the name. So we know that the Antichrist, the beast system, it's going to be a name, a number that represents something very clear yep. that it is the false Messiah. Yep. You know, it's it, it can't be something, you know, when God puts his name on you, it's it's a stamp of like ownership. 
right? It's like I associate with Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and God says, hey, I, I associate, I'm, I'm with you. You are mine. My name is in you, mm-hmm. you know, it's on you, you know. So to think that the Antichrist would put something kind of ethereal on you where it's like, you know, you don't even know what it is, yeah. you know, you, you kind of, you know, you got tricked and right. there's some kind of weird name on you. Yeah. You know, that's that's not the idea. Yeah. The idea is very much linked to this idea of worship yeah. and ownership mm-hmm. and association and, you know, and all that. Mm-hmm. So whatever the mark is, we know that it's, it's a name mm-hmm. and it's a, or a number, yep. but it's associated with this false messiah's yeah. you know person and system and everything yeah but if as you read people won't be able to trade right and it's kind of something you will have to take on in order to kind of function in society is that what you're saying will there will there be people that will just take that mark just so they can trade and live well but, but without actually you know taking that on in their heart so to speak you know without worshiping the beast they just take the mark to Kind of like the vaccine, yeah. I'm not relating as far as it being and the I mark of the say, beast. I would say that the, the passage Scott went over in chapter 14, where it says that, you know, uh, there is no rest day or night for those who worship the beast or his image or anyone who receives yeah. the mark or his name. You know, it seems to be at this time injunction in history that there is going to be no person who's like kind of oblivious like right. oh like what's going yeah. on we're just going along with it it's kind of going to be a decision yeah well it's going to be i mean from what revelation says it's worldwide yeah. this is this is a serious situation yeah. a person is risen from the dead yeah. um uh i don't you know that's not going to go unnoticed well and <laughs> you know and here's the kicker revelation 14 says that right after these events you've got three angels flying in mid-heaven, telling people who the true and living God is right, and mm. to worship him mm. and to warn people directly mm. about taking this mark because taking this mark will have that consequence. Yeah. And when now, they, someone might yeah. rationalize and say, well, you got to go along, get along. You right. know. But, but you know, there's a principle in Scripture to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. And uh, people will say, well, if God wants me to believe in him. Why doesn't he appear to me in the sky, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, put, perform this, this great miracle? Here you go. Yeah. Uh, God will send his angels, mighty mm-hmm. angels, that will have a global worldwide impact uh, telling people the truth. But the, the sad refrain we see over and over in Revelation is even after uh, these judgments are poured out on the earth and people realize who the author of these judgments are, like in Revelation chapter six, the day of right. the wrath of, of, mm. of the yeah, God everybody knows and that. the Lamb yeah. has come, and who's able to stand? They don't care. They mm. still did not repent. Right. We are told, so they loved evil more than they loved God. So you know, uh, you know the uh, hypothetical scenario uh, about someone just going, well, you know, I got to feed my kids. Yeah, you know? that's not right. going to be. It's not going to be like a world like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, and, and that's what I think. Like the vaccine, you know, there's people dead for it, dead against it, and then people who are like, "Well, I have to do it for my job, or I want to travel." Right. right. You know, you're saying it's not going to be like that. It's going to be not at this time. No, it's going to be a serious decision that you're going to make and know what that decision is. Yeah. But as far as like, uh, and this is sort of an aside. I hope it doesn't get us off track. But as far as greasing the skids is concerned, uh, you know, uh, the the mandatory nature of taking the vaccine, you know, whether you're pro-vax 
anti-vax, you know, that's between you and your doctor and all this. But one of the things that was really disturbing to me was no matter if you're into it or you don't want anything to do with it, was people lost their jobs right? because they wouldn't go along with that government policy. Yeah. I mean, they could not make a living right. based upon a decision to say, I don't trust this, or shouldn't there be, you know, the normal five-year, oh, well, it's, a, you know, an emergency and yada, 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 yeah. you know, and all that. And I get the back and forth on all of that. But it's interesting to me how sometimes even something that someone is doing for good intentions can be something that takes us another step down the road to, you know, government telling you yeah. you can't participate in the economic system, you can't have a job, you can't work, for instance, yep. for the United States Armed Forces if you don't take that vaccine. Right. You know, so. It's like a warm up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, and like it's conditioning. You know, it's like, well, we did that once and I guess it was okay. Yeah. You know, right. There we go. Right. You know? Yep. Softening them up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people obviously were concerned about when yeah. when this all went down. Yeah. And you can see why people is that the mark of the beast because yeah. of the, the the you know. Yeah, and again, like a lot of things, like technological breakthroughs and things like that, is it the mark of the beast? No, it's not. Yeah. But some of these things definitely are greasing the skids. Yeah, they're, they're getting us closer and closer to being able to accept a world where that happens. Yeah, yeah, wow. and and the and the world's been filled. By the way, the world's been filled with dictators that have. Ma uh, mandated certain things right. over the years uh, to their people yeah. to prevent them or to give them an ultimatum. Yeah. You know, that's been done for a long, long time. Yeah. You know, this is, this is going to happen on such a global scale mm. and the, the chaos that is during this time is it, it's a time that the Bible calls the time of Jacob's trouble. Mm. It's a, it's a world big giant problem yeah. that's huge uh cataclysmic issues going yeah. on yeah. so again it's it's wrapped around the world being desperate for a messiah yeah. a savior yeah 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 and, and well, uh they are barking up the wrong tree right yeah jesus said i've come in my father's name you won't receive me another will come in his own name and him you will receive yeah. uh if we have a messiah who asks nothing of us spiritually but will meet all of our needs financially physically tangibly uh, you don't think people would line up for that? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, they would. Yeah, man, yeah. it's sobering, huh? To yeah. think about. Yeah. The great, great question. Oh, yeah. your main question was about taking the, the mark by accident. So, no, that, I mean, that, there is a piece in that that we know we <laughs> won't take it by accident. Oops, accidentally took the mark of the beast. Yeah, so, and, and and you know, on, on D's other question of like, what exactly is the mark of the beast? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I really don't know exactly what it is. Right. Um, but you laid out well what we do know yeah, of that. What yeah, what we do know. It's yeah. association. Yeah, right, you know, right. And that's what we have to really, I think, yeah. go, yep. Yeah, well, thanks, <laughs> D. Thanks for that question. Great question. And man, um, pray, pray, pray. Yeah. Times. <laughs> My goodness. Getting close. Outreach, question, outreach, yeah. outreach. Please, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Uh, question from Frank. Uh, this is on, great question as well. And, there's, and this is a common question um, on uh, a Job and the... Um, Satan's treatment of Job. The question is, um, why was Satan in heaven talking about Job? Wasn't Satan banished forever to Not hell yet. from heaven? Yes. Not yet. Right. So in, what fact, was... in fact, he's never been banished to hell. 
mm. uh, in his career. Right. Uh, we do see in the book of Job that uh, the sons of God came before the Lord and Satan also came in among them. Yeah. He has access before the throne of God. What is his access? Well, for instance, in the book of Zechariah, chapter 3, we see uh, the uh, high priest, Joshua, standing before God, and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. Yeah. And uh, the Lord says to him, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, the Lord rebuke, rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked, plucked from the from fire? fire yeah. And uh, he gives him clean clothes, and Zechariah says, could you just give him a clean turban for his head, too? And, and, <laughs> and they got that. And uh, the Lord said that this is a picture of the fact that I will remove the sins of the world in a single day. You know, it was a foreshadowing of all that. But you've got Satan sitting right there. Uh, we are told that Satan is the accuser of the brethren in mm-hmm. Revelation chapter 12, who accuses them before the Father day and night. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. can know from this that Satan does have access to heaven. However, in Revelation 12, mm-hmm. we are told that there is going to come a moment where Michael and his angels are going to literally violently evict satan and his angels from having any kind of access into the presence of god now i know some people are going whoa wait a minute uh i thought uh, you know the scripture says that god is too pure to look upon evil yep. doesn't say that in habakkuk yes it does but the it isn't like god's evil blind it isn't like what huh i can't see you know yeah. what do you you know no god sees everything uh he is omniscient as the scripture says uh, when it says he cannot look upon evil, it's the idea of looking upon something with favor, mm. looking upon something and agreeing with it, mm. looking upon something and facilitating it. Mm. God's holiness will not cooperate with any kind of evil along that line. There will come a time in Revelation 12 where that battle is going to going to take place. Satan's not going to give that foothold he still has of heavenly access away mm. uh, without a fight, but he is going to be cast to the earth at that time, it's a time yet future, and uh, we are told that he comes down with great wrath for, and it says, woe to the earth, for, you know, the devil's come down to you with great wrath, for he knows, but he has but a short time. Mm. So part of Satan's corralling, if you will, getting ready to judge him, is that cutting off of heavenly access before mm. the Father. He, in essence, uh, functions almost like a prosecuting attorney uh, trying to tell the Father right. why... We should never be saved. Uh, The good news is Romans chapter 8 and verse 33 says, What shall we say to these things? If God's for us, who will be against us? If he didn't spare his only son, will he not freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ Jesus who died, furthermore is risen, who is seated at the hand of God, who will also make intercession for us. In other words, Jesus pleads our case. Uh, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1 Uh, John says, uh, my little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate before the Father, Mm. Jesus Christ the righteous. Mm. And he is the atoning sacrifice, not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. In other words, Satan can make these charges against us, and heaven knows I make his job pretty easy sometimes. (laughs) But the thing that saves us is not our performance or lack of performance Mm -hmm. before God. That isn't what tells the issue. What tells the issue is Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. Yeah. Yeah. So, what a great defense attorney we have. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot to chew on there, but yeah, that sure. seems to be the reality. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Bo? 
Man, there's a lot to add. <laughs> well, I'll give you three things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, go, go ahead. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, Jesus in the book of Luke talks about Satan falling, and uh, he saw Satan fall like lightning from mm-hmm. heaven. And I think where we get kind of mixed up is sometimes we could kind of associate all the different scriptures that talk about Satan maybe falling from heaven, or right. we get Revelation chapter 12 where there's a war in heaven and uh, and the dragon is kicked out of heaven. Mm-hmm. We kind of lump them all together. And it might not be all that. Like um, in, Revel- in Isaiah chapter 14, it talks about Satan, you know, um, you know, being, um, you know, this this being that is uh, falls from grace, so yeah. to speak, right. and filled with pride. And Ezekiel twenty eight as well. Um, so, so I, I don't know if I would lump all of these these things as one event, mm-hmm. um, because I think you can get confused and go, oh, well, Satan fell. You know, Jesus talked about Satan falling in Luke fourteen or Luke chapter twelve. Mm. You know. Um, you know, was that, how can Satan now, now be with, uh, you know, before the father, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Right. Um, uh, if that makes sense, I, I, you know, the scripture doesn't tell us that they're all the same event, mm. you know, so I think we got to take it a little bit and just go, Hey, you know, not sure exactly where everything lines up, but we can kind of piece things together as we yeah. go. Um, but I, I would kind of give her that caution or that person, the caution of right. when you're reading these passages to not lump it all, try to make it all one event. Right. Yeah. And the timeline of things. And, yeah. And we yeah. have to remember something else. Satan is not, not omnipresent. He's not the equal and opposite right. of God. He can only be one place at one time. And right. when Jesus made that statement, I saw uh, Satan fall like a flash of lightning from heaven. Uh, probably the best way to take that is when Jesus was pillaging his kingdom, casting out demons and so forth. It was kind of like, uh, I'll see you later. I got something I got to deal with down mm-hmm. here. You know, yeah, and yeah. he was there in a sense, in a flash, if yeah. you will. That, that's what's being yeah, described. Yeah, and I, I also thought of that passage in the book of Revelation that says, you know, woe to you, earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you, yeah. knowing it's his time is short. Yeah. And like, I don't know if Satan has, you know, direct access. It doesn't sound like he's got direct access in heaven at that stage of the no, game. No, he does not. You mm-hmm. know, it's cut off. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, it's kind of like a woe to you, earth and sea, yeah. right? You got to deal with you this You got to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it sounds pretty, pretty final at that stage of the game. Yeah. You know, right. But yeah, you see Satan before God and, um, you know, uh, and you see throughout the Old Testament too. You see some some really interesting areas where um, God is using God in His sovereignty uses Satan yeah. for His purposes. Right, and uh, and that's sometimes hard for which, us to quite understand. Which is trippy, yeah, yeah, yeah which is yeah. trippy. And that's yeah. a great you know doctrinal point you made, Scott. That as far as God cannot look upon sin, it's not that He can't look at it, it's that he can't look on it approvingly, approve of it. That's I a always good think point of it this too. way. I think of the Habakkuk passages, God cannot look upon evil and do nothing. Mm. You know, like God can't mm. look upon evil and just be like, just let it go, yeah. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. Right, right, right. Pure eyes then to look upon evil and, oh, well. Yeah. yeah, no, you know, and I always remember uh, the Messianic uh, t- teacher out here in Tucson, Rich Pistolniak, he would always say, hey, God's too holy to look upon evil and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, he'd That's always good. say that and do nothing, yeah. you know, meaning God's got to, you know, because there's evil, just, yeah. his righteousness yeah. demands. Yeah. 
right. you know, a, good. A, a judgment. That's good. Super quick, because we've only got like a minute left, but a question from Craig. Is cold and hot weather because of the fall? I, I'm going to say yes, but the, how cold it is, <laughs> it's definitely a result. <laughs> I love that question, Craig, because yeah. there's a lot of people that um, are concerned about the environment yeah. and uh, they're told about climate change and, mm. and so on. Um, it gets oversold uh, because uh, in Genesis chapter 8, God said, after the flood of Noah, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Mm. So, in other words, God will continue to sovereignly keep this world going until the culmination of all of his purposes. Um, mm. Man isn't going to be able to interfere with that. God has said, I will keep seasons in their proper time mm. happening so yeah i i don't worry about it yeah great great question craig and great answer look at that um well we come to the end of our show bo thank you yeah thank you scott thank you. as well i don't know if we've done this combination it's not it's kind of a rare thing you guys are both here together i love yeah. it I yeah love it. it's very cool it was a yeah. great show yeah bo and i used to do the program a lot back in the day <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome yeah yeah thank you so much for your questions great questions today you can get in touch with us questions for hope at gmail.com if you want to send us your questions there or join us next time if you stick around on the same platforms in about half an hour after we come off air we'll be back um, with our evening service here at calvary christian fellowship ezekiel it's gonna be awesome ezekiel Look it's at awesome that. yeah what do you a mind blower yeah yeah gonna find out what it means to be a watchman Wow, very cool. Which is a very challenging study, I want to tell you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, if you're in the Tucson, Arizona area, come along, uh, Calvary Christian Fellowship, Prince and I-10 area on the west side of the freeway right there, or stick around on the same platforms. If not, we will see you back again tomorrow. Same time, same places, different faces. Thank you for being part of the show. You like that? Yeah. Well, no, Calvary. God, God bless you guys. God see you then. Guys. You've been listening to A Reason for Hope. Thank you again for joining us as we continue our journey through God's Word one question of the heart at a time. Until we meet again, we would love to connect with you. You can text or email your questions to questionsforhope at gmail.com. You can also find out more about our ministry at calvarychristianfellowship.com. And be sure to join us next time on A Reason for Hope. A Reason for Hope is an outreach ministry of Calvary Christian Fellowship in Tucson, Arizona.